Hey, P, I was thinking this week for the podcast, uh, I could take everything we're going to do, wrap it up in a nice little pretty bow, nice package. I'll take that package and I'll I'll turn it sideways and I'll shove it straight up your candy. Oh, no, no, dude. How in the world, five episodes in, do I become the voice of reason telling you to stop? I, I can't do that. No, 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 no. You can't say that. What do we do? I think we just say welcome to Squash Match Podcast. All right. Welcome to Squash Match Podcast. Hey, Squash Match Podcast. Mr. Outrageous is coming to town. Are you ready for that? All right, Smirks, episode five, baby. Episode five. Some big things happened uh, with our uh, Twitter account this week. One of my childhood dreams happened. I was acknowledged by Hulk Hogan. You were literally on cloud nine for days. I couldn't believe it. And I almost feel bad because I just passed it off and said, yeah, I mean, Hulk Hogan retweeted us. What do you want me to do? He liked my tweet. Cool. He liked your son doing a frog splash onto you. It's cool. Can, can we give my son a little credit for that frog splash too? It's a, it's a little RVD style, but uh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, de- uh, the the T man killed it, and and honestly, dude, I'm I'm not gonna lie. He made that match. It was not you. It was all him. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give him the credit for that one. <laughs> but you know, squash match is for the kids. So uh, I'm I'm thinking that not every time. But often we will uh, post a little video of some, uh, some of my kids' wrestling moves when we post a, a tweet. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. And again, just want to thank the immortal Hulk Hogan for recognizing us. Um, at, at, at this point in time, You know, it's over 200 likes. There's 50 or so retweets. We got a ton of publicity from it. And we got a ton of, ton of comments from people. And, and uh, so that kind of led to this podcast recording at a different time smirks we're going to do a little bit of a recap but we've got a pay-per-view coming up yes we do we got fast lane it's it's moving on us fast so how do you think the build's been for fast lane so far are you for it are you against it do you like it do you not i i am shockingly for it i think the build has been really good um i don't think the pay-per-view is going to be good because as <laughs> as we'll get to our predictions in a little bit um i don't see them throwing any curveballs at us. But uh I think the build to it's been great. I love some of the stuff they've done with um I, I think the Owens putting Owens in there is smart, saving uh Kofi and Brian for mania. Um, if they do save Kofi for mania. I don't see how I, they could. I hope they do. I hope they do. It's a great way to reintroduce Kevin Owens at a pay-per-view. And let's be honest, we know nothing crazy is going to happen because they cannot risk anyone over this next month for WrestleMania. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, we've, we've, already got, we've already got Tommaso Ciampa, who was supposed to do big things at WrestleMania, injured. He's out of SmackDown Raw. He's off of Mania. And he is going to be undergoing neck surgery. It's going to put him out for 16 months. So I think they're going to be very, very cautious this weekend. I, I agree. I agree. Uh, speaking of uh, some not great news with Ciampa, uh, got to take a moment of silence today for uh, King Kong Bundy.
Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You actually got to meet him. Right. When I was a kid, uh, we had a video store by us. And I can't remember the name of it, but that's when video stores actually existed. It wasn't a blockbuster. It was like a family-owned one. And for whatever reason, they had some ridiculously good professional wrestlers come in and do autograph signings. And it was so cheap. If you rented a video, it would be $5 for an autograph picture. I met George the Animal Steel there once, and then I met King Kong Bundy. And what did I rent? That's awesome. Coliseum Home Video wrestling videotapes and i would rent the wrestlemanias and the summer slams and stuff and met king kong bundy and he was just an enormous dude uh he was from new jersey so he was close to where i grew up on long island and it, it was awesome dude like i'm 40 years old and i still remember going with my dad to get an autographed picture of him and he was just larger than life and that's back when kayfabe was real um and I was mad at him for injuring Hogan's ribs at WrestleMania 2, you know, back when they had the blue cage. But it's it's something that always stuck with me. And then my youngest son, for his last three to four years, for Christmas and his birthday, kept asking for a King Kong Bundy wrestling action figure. Well, he finally got one for his birthday this year. And he was actually a bit, not crying or anything, but just a bit upset like, oh, man. King Kong Bundy died? Like, I really liked him. This is 2019. Yeah. And he had that much of an impact on the business. He, he, was, a, he was a legend. Without a doubt. Yeah. Sad to see him go. So, uh, well, let, let's get on to... Uh... Let's get on to a quick weekly recap because we want to get focused on Fastlane. But, uh, yeah, because this is what King Kong Bundy would have wanted, right? He was the king of the squash match. Oh, yes. Now, Raw, uh, honestly, uh, the, the matches were all great. I don't think we need to talk about the matches much. Uh, there were some great promos at Raw. Um, most importantly, I think the greatest promo of the night was Triple H's promo. With Hands down. Triple H really elevated himself this time around with this promo on Raw. It was amazing. And the the entire time I was watching it, though, I kept he kept hinting at it, but I just wanted him to say, when you step in the ring with me, you're going to be fighting Paul. But he didn't take it quite to that step, but it was so good. He wants to pretend that kayfabe is completely dead, but for like that 2% out there that still believe he wanted to just have a, a thread of, of holding on to kayfabe. And I believe this is leading to a uh, – I called it last week. I'm leaning more towards it now. It's got to be a no DQ match. It, it's it's got to be something that they're going to be outside the ring. Um and it'll protect, you know, both of them because let's be honest, Batista's been out for five years since his last little run he had. He's right. not going to be a great in-ring worker. So they're going to make this a brutal, um, tough match rather than a, you know, wrestling match. Yeah, I'm in 100% agreement. I don't see it going any other way whatsoever. Um, they both are not full-time performers. You know, with Batista too, what you have to actually worry about you have to worry about his acting career. Triple H can get injured and rehab and still run the company. If mm-hmm. Batista gets seriously injured, you know, we don't know what movies he has down the pipeline. 
So I, I think you're right. I think we go a no DQ, maybe uh, a street fight, maybe a hardcore match or whatever they want to call it. But yep. that's definitely the general direction they go. Agreed. Agreed. Um, the other big moment of the night was the Shield reunion. Um, how did you think it was handled? So they've been on again, off again so much. Now, look, I'm going to go out and and completely let everyone know I am 100% mark for the Shield. My second favorite faction of all time. And That's I'm gonna a surpri- bold statement. I, That's it a is. Bold- I'm going to surprise you with my first as well. My first is Nation of Domination. Really? Yeah, because what they did to elevate everyone in that group and essentially move The Rock to becoming The Rock I thought was phenomenal. Um, But I love The Shield. I love them from NXT. I love them into WWE. I've liked most of their incarnations. This one is a bit off-putting to me, to people like us, because we kind of know what's going on with Ambrose behind the scenes. Do and we? And he might want to leave. Do well, we? we think we do. We think yeah. we do. That's what I mean, I've, we, uh, I've been speculating that uh, maybe this might have been a whole work. It, right. It, it all could have been. We like to think we know. We don't really know. And if we do know, Vince could change it in a second and be like, yep, you never knew all along. Yeah. But to me, it looks like they're pushing super hard for this last, quote-unquote, last final run. And if they do, I need some longevity. I need them to go on a new day run. I, I don't see that happening. Well, neither do I. And that's, and that's why I'm not getting excited for it. And that's why I'm just not 100% on board because what I see happening is Reigns leaving it, winning some belt, and now we have Ambrose and Rollins back together again and whatever happens from there. The, the only other big thing on Raw I wanted to talk about, and I know you're going to even hate me for bringing it up, is uh, how they ended Raw. Uh, Rousey, is a fi- Rousey is officially a heel. Yeah, how do I hit the pause button now? <laughs> There's that delete. Uh, you got to respect WWE, though, for actually listening to the fans. This is... Rousey was in the same situation that Roman Reigns is in three years ago. Right. She was getting X-Pac heat. Yes. Nobody wanted her to be a face. And the fact they leaned into it and they're turning her full heel, I'm behind that move completely. And I think it's the smartest decision they could make. Um, If they're going to give her a mic, that's not a smart decision. But if they're gonna keep her as the central figure in the women's for at least until mania i think making her full heel and making becky lynch full uh baby face and full underdog i think was the smartest move they could have done yeah so uh, okay so obviously every person that listens to this knows my disdain for ronda rousey in the ring mike skills etc etc this is the only thing that WWE could have done in order to prevent the fans from completely tuning out during the main event if they decide to make it the main event. So I applaud the WWE for doing so, but it does not turn me into a fan of this match or her at all. Yeah. Well, 
we'll see where they go with it over the next if they start minimizing it and don't make it a half an hour promo every single week i could see myself being somewhat interested if they continue with the way they have been uh, i've i'm gonna completely tap out yeah the, the the time spent on her is just astronomical yeah yeah but they uh they invested a lot in her, so they're trying to milk every everything they can out of it. It's just yeah. starting to turn us off. Hey, real quick, and just to show how on top of the news we are, um, actually just breaking, Tommaso Ciampa is actually having surgery tomorrow morning for his neck. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know what they're going to do with the NXT championship belt. I know it's out of order. We got SmackDown coming up, but that literally just was released by WWE uh, NXT. And... Uh, yeah, so so that shows how bad it actually was. So in sixteen months, you said uh, that's what they're saying about in order to return to in ring competition. Now he could be back within, let's say, seven months as a valet or a manager or someone like that. Yeah, but yeah, to in ring, you're looking at almost a year and a half, which is just nuts. Yeah, I mean. He he made his main call up to the roster, was there for a week, and now is out for 16 months. That's yeah, crazy. and, and the, the thing that worries me is that when he comes back, he's not going to get that enormous pop because he didn't have enough time to build up his work in WWE. So like while the NXT fans and the real hardcore wrestling fans are going to know when he comes back, for a lot of people, they're going to be like, oh, who's this guy? He's new? It depends how they build him. You know, it depends how they book it out and how they figure all that out. I mean, what did you think? Speaking of comebacks, we'll shift into SmackDown. What did you think of Mustafa Ali coming back? Uh, look, this was a 205 Live guy, right? So I know you don't know much about him because, you know, 205 Live and all that stuff. Yeah. This is a guy who made his name on the main roster and basically was like, look, you guys can't get rid of me. I'm too good. Like the fans love me. I'm selling merch. And, and he is one of these guys that really like grabbed the brass ring that Vince talks about all the time mm-hmm. and came up and said, I'm going to give you a hundred reasons that you can't get rid of me. Now he got hurt and he had to be off for a little bit. Uh, I am more than happy that he's back. Good. Plus I think he reached the demographic that the WWE does not have that much of. There are not too many uh, Arabic born wrestlers in the WWE. No. And when they are, they're not always booked in the strongest way. <laughs> right. So so for them to have a complete face and, and a guy that does amazing moves and, and also has some pretty cool entrances, I'm all for it. Good. Now, sad news for you. Somebody else who you're all for just dropped the belt. Yeah. You know, this is the problem with WWE in my world. What's that? They give me something. Then they take something away. It's like you're my friend, Smirks, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's like you giving me a donut. And I said, wow, Smirks, I really like this donut. Thank you. And then as I'm about to put it in my mouth, you snatch it from me. (laughs) And you say, no donut for you. So, but Smirks, you just gave me that donut. All right. I'm sorry. Here's a piece of candy. I said, well, that makes up for it a little bit, but it's not as good as a donut. I agree, but. This is the only thing I will argue about this. This is more like me giving you a bite of that donut and then taking it away because I don't want that donut to sit out and get stale. 
I want you to remember how great that bite of that donut was. And that's the only justification I could think of this is it was great while, you know, he was doing his open challenges and doing that with the United States Championship. And that now they're just taking it away. So that way we remember how great that was. And it's very unlike WWE to take something and not beat it into the ground. Um, that's working. Usually something works for him and that's all you're going to get for the next year. So I'm kind of okay with this if they give me something else I like. Is Samoa Joe something else that you like? I, I, I do like Samoa Joe. I think he absolutely deserves a belt. Um, I think it's a shock that it's been this long since they've put a strap on him. Um, but I, I, I'd like, I'm really excited to see what they do with our truth next. Right. Do, do I could see this belt being, remember, was it the intercontinental a couple years ago? that was just tossed around a whole lot before mania. Oh, like six times. Yes. Now I don't want them to go fully like that, but I do like that a belt changed on SmackDown. It was very cool. And actually smirks. It was right in our backyard as well. It was, it was, uh, the other thing that was great about SmackDown, we talked uh, maybe two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I can't even remember now, about how rare it is to have somebody who's a great in-ring worker and somebody who's a great mic worker. Usually you get one or the other. Right now, SmackDown has their number one heel and their number one face as both amazing in-ring workers and absolutely amazing mic workers. And let's also note that not only are they great at both aspects, but they are both battling for the most prestigious belt in WWE. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, is that is that the um, the planet's belt? Yeah, of course it's the planet's belt. What, what 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 are you about? Global warming and 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 rising sea levels and and, and killing seals? Of course, it's the planet's belt. He is. And what, what's amazing about this is, rewind three years. Who was the biggest face in the company? Daniel Bryan. Who was not the biggest heel, but one of the bigger heels in the company? Kevin Owens. Oh, you meant that? Yes, without a doubt. Yeah. Yep, you're correct. They have completely reversed. And they do it both so well. I mean, Daniel Bryan's new character is absolutely amazing because he makes you hate him. And Kevin Owens, he was brought back by Vince a week ago as like the almost like the prize fighter again. And it's almost like they erased that. And he's back to the, you know, everyman wrestler, which yeah. is great. And I, I just love it. Um, I, I love this build. I hope that they grow this more, but I don't want Kofi to get lost because of this. Right. And I don't think he will. Part of me really thinks that at fast lane, um, there's going to be some sort of interference by the new day. A little dusty finish. Yeah. Let's, we'll, we'll, we'll we're going to get to fast lane. So I'm going to save that. Well, let, why don't we just move right on there? All right. We got. Uh, what is it? Eight matches for Fastlane. Uh, yep. Kickoff show. We got Rey Mysterio versus. This is what we're doing for Monday morning bookers, by the way. Every 
every week before pay-per-view, our Monday morning booker segment is going to be booking out uh, Fastlane or the pay-per-view at the time, who we think is going to win, if we think there's going to be any crazy finishes, uh, anything out of the ordinary, anything like that. So booking out Fastlane, we got kickoff show Rey Mysterio versus Andrade. Who do you got? I don't like that they don't call him Andrade Cien Almas anymore. <laughs> I, I don't know how I'm supposed to respond to that, P. I'm going to call him Andrade Cien Almas. You have a much better accent than I do. Si, senor. <laughs> so who do you got in the match? Who, okay, who do you think is going I, I've over? Got, I've got Andrade because, let's be honest, they are building him up as a big heel. Mm-hmm. And he's been in high-profile matches on SmackDown as of late. And what does Rey Mysterio really need to do but put over young guys at this point? Yeah, I agree 100% on everything you just said. Um, I would bet a large amount of money that Andrade takes this. Yep, with that, 100%. You win. I mean, honestly, I win. I'm pretty confident in every single pick for my fast lane. Um, you, you and I, and uh, actually... Your kids and your wife always, for Royal Rumble and for uh, Mania, like to pick out the winners. This is one Correct. that I would run the table on. I could almost guarantee every pick, and I will eat you know, my words next week when we oh. talk if I'm wrong, okay. but I just don't see it going any other way. Fair enough. All right, so Asuka versus Mandy Rose. Is there even a question? Correct. Mandy Rose is going to win. Okay, you are out. Of, you're out of your mind. Um, I, you want to bet some money on that one? I don't, but I want to see Mandy Rose win. What makes you want to see Mandy Rose win? I want to see Mandy Rose with the belt. I want to see more Mandy Rose. Asuka is only good for giving me crazy promos. I am not a fan of her style. I am not a fan of her character anymore. And quite honestly, how awesome would it be for Mandy Rose to win? And then right back on Tuesday again, Oscar comes and picks the belt back up and wins. I'm, I'd, be, I'd be down with that. I, I would be, but I don't see it happening. Uh, so I know. What, what's your official pick? Okay, Oscar. Okay. Put a gun to my head, Oscar. All right. Triple Threat Raw Tag Team Championship. We got the Revival versus uh, Aleister Black and Ricochet versus Rude and Gable. Um, this this is, is my hardest one. Uh, this is easy for me. Revivals. Revivals retaining. I mean, they've, okay, that's, that's they've been booked weak lately, but that's just for them to get the big win. Um, I don't see them winning over Black and Ricochet. Uh, I see Rude or Gable taking the pinfall. Um, but... Uh, I mean, to me, I really don't see much of a possibility of anybody else picking it up. So here's something real quick, Monday morning Booker style. I do think Revival wins. I think there's some communication between Black and Ricochet that goes awry. They start up an individual feud. That becomes match of the night at WrestleMania. Oof. Oof. I like that. I like that, and it would get them off – this the the tag team thing. I don't see the tag team helping either of them, especially especially Black. I mean, right? The only you, you, oh, go ahead. you put him in a tag team with Ricochet, and it's like you know going back in time and putting the Undertaker with a high flyer. 
Like, yes. Black needs his own thing, or he needs somebody that matches his uniqueness. Um, putting him with a ricochet, yes, you know, they're fun matches and they're entertaining, but I don't see this helping either of their characters in the long run. Yeah, I think the only reason that I could even come up with that they put both of them together is they want to showcase both of them, and you can do it in less time having them both in the same match. I agree, but if you have them wrestling every single Raw and SmackDown and now pay-per-view as a tag team, uh, we're seeing enough of them. I'd rather see you know, one become a Raw wrestler, one become a SmackDown wrestler, and break them up a little bit. Yeah, and, and again, the only reason they're on both shows is because Ciampa and Gargano completely fizzled with, with Ciampa's injury. Because one tag team was supposed to be on one show, and the other was supposed to be on the other show. Yeah. And that kind of got thrown into uh, into the blender and spit out the wrong way with Ciampa's injury. Yeah. Um, All right. So we're both going Revival? Team. We're both yeah, going Revival, okay. without a doubt. All right, women's tag team uh, – Bailey and Banks, I'm not calling them the uh, boss and hug connection. It's not happening for me. Um, and we got, Is that what they're being plugged as? Yeah. Yeah, I hate that whole name. I think it's stupid. Um, okay, I never use that again. I, no, I know. That's why Bailey and Banks versus uh, right. Nia Jackson, Tamina. Um, remember the old, if John Cena wins, we riot? If Nia Jackson Tamina win, I riot. Yeah. I mean, there's no way that they're going over on this. Like, Bailey and Banks definitely retaining, um, definitely carrying it to at least WrestleMania, if not longer. Um, Nia Jackson Tamina, I've already vocal, been pretty vocal about I don't like their style. Um, I'm pretty bored by their matches, so I don't see how they could, how they could win this. I don't even want to talk about it. I think Bailey and Banks win, but what what do you even categorize Jackson Tamina's style as? Boring. I don't think they have anything. Yeah, like 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 Botchamania style. Yeah, like the only really cool thing about watching Nia Jax wrestle is you never know who she's going to permanently injure. I mean, all they do is Samoan jo- drops and splashes. Yes, that's the whole match. Yes. Are you not entertained? I am not entertained. <laughs> All right, SmackDown Tag Team Champs, Usos. All right, let's get – yeah, my boys. Versus uh, Shane McMahon and The Miz. I think this is where we can uh, start to talk about some interesting finishes. What do you see – who do you see going it. over and how do you see it happening? The Usos. Welcome to the Uso Penitentiary. Now, how do you see it happening? By pinning Shane or The Miz. <laughs> Just a clean finish? Yeah, it's a clean finish no. through and through. And then maybe something happens at Mania, but it's, it's clean. Nope. We're I disagree. I disagree. Okay. I see Miz turning on Shane and doing something and then building it to a Shane-Miz match at Mania. Okay, I see that, but do you actually see Miz turning on him, or do you think there's like a miscommunication and then Miz blames him, 
or Shane Blaine's. I don't I don't know if I see full turn during this match because we still have a month and a half till Mania. So you're saying Or a month, a month, I should say. You're saying plant the seeds and then let that grow yes. to Mania. Yes. Because they planted the seeds a little bit. Over the last few weeks Mm -hmm. where Miz was sent home because he was so erratic and he was going crazy and Shane said, just get out of here, just go home. Then they kind of made up a little bit. So there is a little dissension already. I I could very easily see a full turn, but I think we both agree Usos are going over. Yes. Okay. So, so far we are in full agreement. This does not happen often. No, no. Uh, Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. I know it's the match you're most looking forward to. Boo. <laughs> uh, uh, Becky Lynch is going over. I mean, okay. See, I, I, I almost think that it's going to be a no contest. But they just put the stipulation. I don't. No, if you were paying attention enough, they put the stipulation that Becky Lynch has to win in order to be in the match at Mania. Oh, uh, I was definitely not paying attention to the women's wrestling on Tuesday night, so I will now go with Becky Lynch. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a guarantee. Like, There's no way that Becky Lynch is not going to be at Mania. Uh, the only thing I can think of them doing is they've already been stealing enough from Stone Cold for Becky Lynch. They might take a little page out of WrestleMania 30 and Daniel Bryan and something happened. Becky Lynch is determined not in the match. And then she has to fight for her spot in the match over the next five weeks. Oh, that gives me even more time with her on television. Yeah. Uh, so that's what in hopeful thinking, I'm hoping Becky Lynch goes clean over Charlotte Flair. And um, we don't get much of a build. We already know what that match is, and let's focus on the other things in the build-up to WrestleMania. Yeah. All right, so we're both going with Becky Lynch. Yep. All right. Okay. The Shield versus uh, Corbin McIntyre and Lashley. Now, this is where I would have changed up the way that the Shield came back together. Um, if they're going to have, and this only works if they're going to have a clean uh, Shield, um, because the way I see it now, I could see the shield uh, breaking up right at Fastlane or right after Fastlane and building to a Reigns uh, Ambrose um, WrestleMania match. Um, okay. So I, I could see that happening. Um, and this might be the one where we disagree on. This was my hardest one to pick. But if I was booking out the shield coming back together and wanted them to be you know, actually run as the shield for a while. I would have set up this match to be a uh, McIntyre Lashley versus Reigns and Rollins. And I would not have gotten the shield back together at uh, Raw. And I would have had the match start and then Baron Corbin come out and start a beatdown on Reigns and Rollins. Have it be like a no DQ match or something like that. And they're just getting the crap kicked out of them. And then you have Dean Ambrose music hit. He comes out, saves them, and they reunite as the shield for Fastlane and run as the shield from there on out. Since they didn't do that, I'm actually predicting a Corbin McIntyre-Lashley win. Wow. I am beyond surprised, amazed that we are still 
in line with each other because I think the exact same thing. See, great minds, great the shield, minds. The, the Shield has nothing to gain right now. Their big payoff is either, like you said, going to be in individual matches at Mania or or something where Triple H or somebody says, hey, Corbin McIntyre and Lashley, you guys are wrestling Reigns and Ambrose three on two at Mania with some sort of stipulation. And then during the match, Seth Rollins comes out and helps them at Mania and then goes on to defeat Brock Lesnar. Uh, I mean, that would be great. I don't see that happening. I see very much... um, I see Ambrose reigns at Mania. I don't know who else Reigns is going to go against. Um, they have no. They've given us nothing for Reigns or for Ambrose, two of their biggest names. Um, so I see uh, Dean Ambrose versus Reigns at WrestleMania, and I see something happening in the match that either you know Ambrose causes them to lose. Ambrose makes a mistake. Or, you know, Reigns makes a mistake, Ambrose blames him, and they go at each other. Because they're together, but they're not sold as a complete unit right now. So I could yeah. very easily... Okay, real, real, real quick. Let's do a super way-too-early WrestleMania. All I want is a winner. That's it. Just tell me a winner. Rollins, Lesnar. It, 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 I've said this for the past, like, four manias. It better not be Lesnar. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. I so want it to be Rollins so badly. So badly. All right. So let's get to what I hope is the main event at Fastlane. Otherwise, I'm booing and turning off my television. Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens. Who you got? Daniel Bryan. Like this one, that's why I think the Shield, you, you, I think the Shield should be the main event because that at least is keeping me questioning. I, there's no way that Kevin Owens is going over Daniel Bryan. We, there's no I way think, they're changing that belt with how... No, 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 no. Not the belt. But I think Kevin Owens wins the match because Rowan uh, Harper gets involved. Uh, Rowan gets involved, excuse me. So you're going to belt... He wins by DQ. Belt doesn't change. Belt does not change, but Daniel Bryan loses, so Kevin Owens gets this sense of, you know... Hey, I really did beat him. But then Kofi Kingston the next night on Tuesday comes out and says, Hey, I really beat him as well last week or two weeks ago. And then they work some sort of triple threat or they work Kevin Owens out of it because the main event of SmackDown is Kofi versus um, Kevin Owens for a championship shot at WrestleMania. You're making me think here. I'm not, Look, I'm not man, changing. I'm not changing is, how does the WWE – how do they not hire us? I don't. I don't know. We're we're available for hire. Like these these ideas are brilliant. Hulk Hogan retweets us, and he likes us enough to listen to our podcast and take into account what we have to say, and then promote it out to over two million people. And the WWE cannot give us jobs. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Uh, I'm still putting Brian over. Uh, <laughs> you, you you ran a hard bargain there. I could completely see your way happening. Um, but I think it's going to be a, uh, clean finish Brian over Owens. I'd actually prefer your way. Um, 
And uh, that's kind of what's making me lean towards Daniel Bryan because usually what I want, I don't get when it comes to WWE. It's very true. All right. So that's our predictions for Fastlane. And now it's time to move up the ranks. So this week, we're not doing favorite, least favorite. We're just going with our favorite botches. Yes. And we we kept it pretty, uh, you know, there's a lot of botches that were, let's say, traumatic. Um, we kept on the lighter side of things. Uh, we don't need to talk about Sid Vicious's leg or any of the other uh, traumatic botches. We're going to keep it with the lighthearted ones that made us laugh uh, quite hard at some of them. Um, yeah, we're not going with any injury botches. Yes. No one got injured in any of these. Even though some of them may be physical botches, nobody was injured. Uh, their pride. Uh, their pride was injured. But uh, can, you, can you have your pride injured if you're too stupid to even realize what the word pride means? Because <laughs> I have one of those botches. That, that is true. That is true. You do. I'm, I'm looking at your botches right now. Uh, right. And you do have one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, uh, uh, let me would, start Would you off. like me to lead off with it? Okay, go ahead. I, go ahead. I, you should, I think you should leave that one for your last. Let, let the people okay. wait for that one. Um, you, you know what my last one's going to be. Oh, yeah. Uh, for me, one of my favorite botches of all time. Biggest Raw of the year. Raw after WrestleMania. So the Raw after Mania 29. Randy Orton's out in the ring cutting a promo. Sheamus is standing with him. And he's talking. And then he stops. Looks at the ground, looks around the arena. You think, wait, that was a weird place to take one of the you know token dramatic pauses. And then he looks at Seamus and the camera's square in his face and he points at his chest and goes, What's my line? What's, <laughs> what's my line? Walks up to Seamus, Seamus whispers him his line, and then he just continues like nothing happened. Didn't try to play it off anyway, just Fully forgot what his line was. Goes, wait, wait, wait. What, what, what's my line there? Oh, okay, cool. Thanks, Seamus, for saving me. If Seamus is saving you, there's something wrong. That is the legend killer himself, Randy Orton. <laughs> what's, your, uh, what's your third one? Okay, my third one is uh, one that was replayed over all social media for days, over regular media for days and that was titus falling under the ring at the world's largest royal rumble titus came out he was told that we are running out of time some of the other guys took too long you need to get to the ring as soon as possible he's titus is a big guy he sprints as fast as he can to the ring trips on i guess where the the ramp flattens out there must have been a little lip and falls perfectly, completely up to his ankles under the ring. Just slid in Pete Rose style right underneath. <laughs> Straight stealing second base, like reckless <laughs> abandon. Flips the ring curtain up over his head, gets back in it, and then, I mean, it was instant. The announcers were dying. They wouldn't stop talking about it. I was rewinding it. You know, texting people, it was it was hilarious. That uh, was a great one. Uh, but again, that's another one that WWE took and then kind of ran into the ground after a little bit. That became his gimmick for a little they bit. They did. Uh, hey, my- WWE Network has – oh, hold on, hold on. WWE Network has an awesome show. It was a one-time only show. It was called uh, Botchamania. 
or botch botch something botch soup and it was anderson and gallows and they hosted it just type in botch on wwe network and they did a whole segment with titus o'neill on that and he was kind of like playing it up but there were a lot of botches that i had not seen from the wwe archive so if you get a chance look that up on the wwe network all right uh wcw spring stampede 1997 you got Harlem Heat cutting a nice promo, and Booker T's all heated up, and he ends up with saying, "We want the gold, Hulk Hogan. We're coming for you." Whoa, whoa, smirk, smirk, smirk. Yes, yeah, yeah. you cannot say that whole entire promo. Oh, I can. You can't even <laughs> say it like in your own home. <laughs> if you guys want to see the funniest reaction, please look up Booker T says the n-word um immediately upon saying it his hands drop up over his face in the realization that i just said that (laughs) he looked as if his entire career just went down the drain with those words it was amazing it was i could watch that on repeat over and over again and you could put it on mute you don't even have to hear what he's saying his eyes just bulge and hands go up to the face as soon as he says it. <laughs> one of the absolute classics and actually one that the WWE definitely tries to hide away and shy away from now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you got for your number two? All right, I just want, I want to let the people know it's actually called Botch Club with Gallows and Anderson. So kind of a play off the Bullet Club, and it has that style of logo. Uh, and actually right now they're talking about maybe renewing it. They did one show, which was like a promo, as a premiere, and they may actually take it up and put it on the network. So that's Botch Club with Gallows and Anderson. So my second favorite one is one of the dumbest wrestlers of all time, Sid Vicious. And no, I'm not talking about Sid Vicious jump off the top rope and leg injury. But National Hall, as the NWO, are in the ring, and they had been making fun of Sid Vicious for weeks. They are dressed up as Sid Vicious with a big chin and curly sperm-like hair, and Sid Vicious comes out ranting and raving. His mouth is foaming, and he goes, I know you're half the man that I am, and I know that I've got half the brain that you have. And then he kind of looks around and just continues on. Hall and Nash are literally peeing themselves in the ring laughing. They completely broke character and would not stop. They were dying. It's because uh, it's so – he wasn't cutting a promo. That's real. He does have half yeah, the break. He, he was the ultimate Mike botch. He actually is in my – he was part of my number one. Uh, so it starts off, uh, you know, Sid Vicious, not a man known for his subtlety on the mic, uh, just <laughs> screaming. No. But like whenever he screamed, it wasn't intense. It was just like a flat scream. And so they're all trying to talk over each other. And uh, finally, they're like, who's who's your mystery partner? Who's your mystery partner? And Sting looks at the camera and goes, it's none other than the Shockmaster. Pyro goes off. And now this is to set it. If you have not seen this, 
Uh, it was in, I forget what Ric Flair's uh, backstage uh, segment was called, but it was in that um, this wall breaks down halfway and out flops a man wear, wearing what I can only describe as a bedazzled stormtrooper helmet, falls flat on his face, helmet goes flying off. He quickly tries to put the helmet back on and they continue the promo like nothing happened. The entrance of the Shockmaster is absolutely amazing. Across the board, there was no thought put into any of this. First off, that his helmet is literally a stormtrooper helmet covered in glitter. Like they didn't realize that who's not going to recognize the most famous like created property of all time star wars everybody knows what a stormtrooper helmet looks like and they literally just put glitter on it they botch the falling out and then to continue with the promo like nothing happened it was it's priceless and i could watch it over and over and over again it was one of the greatest moments ever (laughs) they were amazing how can you even possibly have right. a better botch than that? Uh, I, I'm going to get to mine in a second. I want to let the people know the show is actually called A Flare for the Gold. That was the name That's it. of Rick Flair's show. And the Shockmaster, uh, for all the WWF fans out there, was Tugboat, and he was also Typhoon, uh, part mm-hmm. of the Natural Disasters with Earthquake, who were wwf tag team chance but yeah the wcw was priceless <laughs> they're so stupid it's <laughs> like and people people are like oh i wonder how a multi-million dollar company went bankrupt <laughs> what the go no further than that oh my god uh, all right so- uh <laughs> so my <laughs> It was so awful. It was so bad. <laughs> and like even t- – I t- Smurfs, I have watched it hundreds of times and even today when it is played, I can't stop laughing. And and Sting doesn't even acknowledge the fact that he fell through and the helmet came off. <laughs> he just goes right into his lines. It's, oh, it's, gosh. It's such a train wreck. Like the only train wreck that even competes with that. And I almost put it as one of my favorite botches, but because it included an injury, I didn't is the ultimate train wreck of John Cena and Batista at the Royal (laughs) rumble. And they go out. They're supposed to, it's supposed to be a clean finish. It's not. So Vince McMahon comes running out to the ring. So he's already like everything. The train's (laughs) gone off the rails at this point. And he jumps into the ring and tears both quads, <laughs> jumping into the ring. And then has to look <laughs> He has to look official and pissed off, yet he can only sit in the corner of the ring because he can't stand because his quads have been torn off his legs. It's Oh my gosh. <clears throat> um, okay, so right. <laughs> let's get to your number one. I- my number one botch is Sin Cara's entire career. <laughs> <laughs> this show has gone so downhill so fast. <laughs> it's just, I was going to say it's just a man's entire career, but no, it's two men's entire career. 
<laughs> one was so bad that they had to replace him with a second one who didn't do much better. Sin Cara one and the tattooed Sin Cara two. They didn't even try hiding it. They hired a dude to put on a Sin Cara mask that was fully tattooed. And the other Sin Cara had no tattoos. And it was over the span of like a week, leading some stupid people to believe that, wow, maybe Sin Cara got some time off to get a full sleeve of tattoos in a week. <laughs> oh. This is also the man that broke his finger and had to cancel an entire – well, one of the men who broke his finger and had to cancel an entire match. All right. So those are our favorite botches. And if you get as much enjoyment out of them as we do, please go on the network. Please go on YouTube and look those up. And I guarantee you will have a good time with those botches. Smirks, let's go to who you loved and, again, who I hated this week. Hint, hint. <laughs> yeah, yours is, yours is going to be a real shocker because nobody's going to see it coming. But uh, who I love, Daniel Bryan. I mean, I love Daniel Bryan when he was a face. I never thought I would say this. I love him more as a heel than I did as a face. Uh, he's just great, man. Everything he touches is gold. Uh, I could... I could watch him wrestle. I could listen to him talk for hours on end, and he would entertain me. Uh, I think he's the most valuable wrestler in the company today, without a doubt. Um, and I honestly, he has been. You know, even his time off with the injury not being cleared, um, he he has brought so much to that company. And you know, you go back to the WrestleMania 30 build. That was the best. WrestleMania build in I don't even I don't even know how long. That was an amazing build. You rooted for him so badly and then now I'm rooting against him so badly but for all the right reasons. It's the same reason that, you know, the Miz, I root against him and I love rooting against him. Uh I root against Daniel Bryan and I love rooting against Daniel Bryan. Yes. I'm in agreement. Uh he is my favorite character, he is my favorite worker, he is my favorite on the mic. Now, I know that everybody is waiting with bated breath. Who could P possibly hate this week? Hulk Hogan. I hate Hulk Hogan because after retweeting us, Hulk Hogan refused to ask us to go down to Florida, Tampa, and go to his restaurant and record a podcast with him. You took the time to retweet something that you loved. You took the time to listen to our podcast. And then, brother, then you didn't invite us down to Tampa, brother. You hate a man for retweeting us. That's what I said. Paul Kogan. Wow. I, I'm actually shocked. I'm actually That was a swerve. That was a swerve. That, that was. I was ready. You know, now I realize that you love Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Not true. She just finished number two on my list. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, next week we're going to review Fastlane, and uh, we're going to rank our favorite and least favorite unique entrances. So entrances yes. that were a little out of the ordinary, whether it's for a mania or something like that. Um, there's been some really good ones, and there's been some awful ones. So uh, real quick, you want to talk about our sponsor? Yeah, we want to thank our sponsor, <clears throat> excuse me, Train Our Main. Uh, Train Our Main is a private, personal 
conditioning, weightlifting, training studio there at 427 Main Street, Stroudsburg, PA. Dan, the head trainer and owner, will turn you into the next monster amongst men. So ask for Dan, and he can turn you into a real-life King Kong Bundy, minus the obesity and probably high blood pressure. As for Dan, find him on Instagram at train underscore on underscore main. Find him on the web at www.train-on-main.com. Also, check us out on Twitter at squashmatch underscore pod. That's you, Hulk Hogan. Check us out. Stop retweeting us. Send me direct messages. At me, fool. At me. And make sure you guys all, whoever's listening, send in your favorite unique entrances. Um, even if they're not a special one, you know, unique, whether it's Gilbert's entrance coming in through some sparklers or yeah. whatever you love. I actually heard that Train on Main actually has a time machine and Gilbert is actually Goldberg. They just trained him up to turn him into Goldberg and then went back in time and put him, put him there to go on this, the uh, unbeaten streak there. Is that is that true? I didn't think you knew that. Yeah, it was like a Back to the Future type thing. All right. All right. Well, this has been Squash Match Podcast. And as always, good work, ladies. Now wrap it up. Squash Match Podcast is proud to be part of the Bringing the Heat Podcast Network. Watch this with more.